Hello and welcome to the Divorce Dads podcast. My name is John Hastings and I help dads recover, refocus and rebuild their lives pre and post divorce. So today we're going to be talking about fathers being leaders for their children because I just read a stat that it says 20% of uh, fathers after divorce never see their children again, which is heartbreaking really. So I've got personal experience uh, from that when I was a kid. Uh, my mum and dad split up when I was five and I never saw my dad after that. So yeah, it's quite a, so I know what it's like to be on on that side of the coin, as they say. And when I got divorced in 2015, I was obviously horrified to get divorced. This definitely wasn't what I wanted for, for my life or for my daughter. And uh, it was a really difficult situation, as you well know, with uh, your situation. But I was so determined to always be very much in my daughter's life. So yeah, we've with the access, even though it was difficult with the access, I would travel, commute, uh, FaceTimes every day. So that was probably from my trauma of not seeing my dad. I was so, so adamant that um, I was going to be there for my daughter. But I don't know what your situation is uh, now, but obviously with these statistics of, say, uh, what is it, 25, 30%, of dads don't see or have contact with their children, it's pretty devastating. So I would say as leaders, as men, just recognize how important you are in the child's life. Even if you feel like you're a failure and things are not going well for you right now, just trust me, you're still a very important person in that child's life and you've got a lot of value to give. So just remember that even if you're feeling down, you're depressed, you're anxious, you might have um, work might not be going well, just life might just be falling apart in general and you just feel like it's better off that you're not in your child's life. I, maybe that's what some of these dads are thinking. I'm not sure. But if you are feeling like that, just you know, listen to the podcast, take on information when you can, start to try to look after yourself, get yourself back on your feet slowly, slowly, and recognize that you are a very, very important person in your child's life. Even if you're being blocked, even if the child's angry with you, maybe doesn't want to speak to you, play the long game. Like we said in those five lessons, play the long deck game, be consistent because it's really going to pay off for both you and your child in the long run. So I would say it's uh, really, really important. But we're going to talk about um, some of the psychological impacts for kids during divorce and then how you can be a better leader during that time. So it says here in this uh, research, it says, as you might expect, research has found that kids struggle the most during the first year or two after the divorce. Kids are likely to experience distress, anger, anxiety, and disbelief. But many kids seem to bounce back, which is great news. They get used to the changes in their daily routines and they grow comfortable with their living arrangements. Others, however, never really seem to go back to normal. 
This small percentage of children may experience ongoing, possibly even lifelong problems after their parents' divorce. So I think this lifelong problems after the parents' divorce is more to do with the psychological maturity of the parents and how how they're interacting interacting with each other and what the dynamics are. If it's very hostile, uh, if one parent's obviously really stressed, um, and obviously if one parent's completely absent, that's going to be really really difficult and cause long term problems for your child. But I, I think as a father, you know how precious your your children are to you. And uh, that's something to really fight for. And you, you've still, even if you're not seeing your child regularly, look, there's FaceTime, there's things where you can stay in contact. Even if you've got nothing to say and they've got nothing to say, I think it's super important that you just show up. Just phone, just call. It doesn't take you 30 seconds, a minute, just to drop in, say hi, how's things, how's school, what's going on. I don't know how old your your children are, but even if they're very, very young, just to stay in their mind, just to keep in contact. It's good for you and it's it's great for them. So it says, um, divorce creates emotional turmoil for the entire family. Of course it does. But for kids, the situation can be quite scary, confusing and frustration. And uh, if we talk about the younger children, the younger children often struggle to understand why they must go between two homes. So that's quite common. They may worry that if their parents can stop loving one another, that someday their parents may stop loving them. We know how innocent children are, so that sometimes they can they can have these thoughts. So it's it's good to be like reassuring for the younger children uh, during this divorce period. So it's for like primary school, grade school um, children. They may worry that the divorce is their fault. They may fear they misbehaved or they may assume they did something wrong. So, you know, these obviously these kids are getting a bit more switched on. They might they might take it personally, like this whole thing is on their shoulders and they they might carry that burden. So just letting them know that this is not their fault. This this can happen sometimes, that you and your ex-wife, you still love love each other, but it's just um you're not going to be living together anymore, but you still love each other. You know, it's important you still have that the family dynamics of love that's present there. And you're not saying, oh, I hate your ex-wife and things like that. Even if you might feel like you do in this present moment, I think it's important to show the love and respect for the children. And for teenagers, well, the teenagers may become quite angry about divorce and the changes it creates. They may blame one parent for the uh, dissolution of the marriage, or they may resent one or both parents for the upheaval in the family. So we know the the hormones can be raging in in teenage years anyway at the best of times. And with things like social media, pressures of school, then we've really got to be looking out for the teenagers. It's a quite a, a vulnerable time for them. They're trying to develop their identity. And this is quite a big upheaval for teenagers. It can be um, really hard for them. So to be re- be very supportive, very understanding, really listen to them. Don't judge them when they're 
maybe venting or they're very angry. You don't, you don't want to come back with anger and shouting and things back. Even if you're very emotional inside, I think just to be balanced and very empathetic is going to help you a hell of a lot. So says in this research, divorce usually means children lose daily contact with one parent or another. As you probably well know, it was definitely difficult for me uh, with access at, at the beginning anyway. says, most often uh, father's decreased contacts affects the parent-child bond. And according to a paper published in 2014, researchers have found many children feel less close to their fathers after divorce. And I think maybe... You know, the, the fathers may be busy at work doing things. And if they're not dropping in with the phone calls and just staying up to date, I think on a date, I don't think there's any excuse not to do it on a daily basis. Then it does, you can build some bad habits potentially where you maybe only talk to your kid once or twice a week, or maybe it's once every two weeks, maybe it's once a month. So, and that's, that's not going to be good for creating that bond. I think you should stay like you would naturally in the in the wild, let's say, you would be close to your children daily as they grow up. So I think it's it's really important. It says a study published in 2013 suggests that mothers are often less supportive and less affectionate after divorce. Additionally, their discipline becomes less consistent and less effective, which is interesting as well. It says, for some children, parental separation isn't the hardest part. Instead, the accompanying stresses are what make divorce the most difficult. Changing schools, moving to a new home, and living with a single parent who feels like more frazzled are just a few of the additional stresses that make divorce difficult. Financial hardships are also common following divorce. Many families have to move to smaller homes or change neighborhoods, and they often have fewer material resources. So there we go, guys. There's a few of uh, those impacts for children. I will carry this uh, conversation on um, in the next podcast or or in the or in some of the following episodes. But again. If you want to drop on that uh, R3 call that I've got going at the moment, you can go over to johnhastings.info slash call. The R3 call is a 45-minute video conversation where we'll reframe your current situation, we'll revise your strategy to move forwards, and we'll try to resolve any immediate challenges that you've got going on by prioritizing what you should do next, really. So it's great to have an outside perspective on this sometimes, and especially somebody who does this for a profession and speaks to many, many men every single day going through similar things to you. So you can take advantage of that. It's free at the moment. That's johnhastings.info slash cool. So hope you found value in that episode, and I will see you at the next one. Take care.